Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. Welcome back to the Hair Goals Podcast. I'm Sarah, Salt Society's Marketing Manager, and I'm being joined today by Ashley, Salt Society's Administrative Manager. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and we together are your business coaches here at Salt Society. And so today's topic is such an important topic to talk about because so many stylists are either taking time from their personal life to answer emails, texts, and calls from clients. Um, so they are, you know, really focused um, on either having to do that work in their personal time or cut back their time behind the chair in order to build in business hours for client communication. And so in today's episode, Ash and I are talking about the different options and solutions to this. Because as business owners, you already have so much on your plate um, and to learn how to delegate to a PA or create an automated system can feel like very overwhelming, but in return, it really could help you relieve some of that, you know, additional work and long time stress. Um, So many of you may not know this, but Ashley once upon a time was Jamie's personal assistant when Jamie was renting um, a chair. And so she was hired to, you know, help her with client communication and booking. And so Ash, I just kind of wanted to ask, you know, how did that come to be? You know, why was that necessary for her to hire you? And what was that dynamic like? Like, how did that work for the two of you? Yeah, for sure. So I think I talked a little bit about this in uh, my month's like community content. So at the time I was working for um, a med spa in the same capacity. So I have a degree in business administrative work and I had just recently graduated with my bachelor's degree. I was working in a med spa. Jamie was working as an independent artist at the time. And it was so funny. I was looking to get my hair done by um, someone in the area. And one of my coworkers at the time was like, hey, you should really go check out Jamie C. She works across the hall. And I was like, okay, that's fun. So I booked an appointment and it was great. Obviously, Jamie's incredible. And I remember I've never had like a hair experience like that before in my life, which, you know, Sarah and I, we like talk about often. And by the third appointment, I had quit my job and I started working for Jamie full time from home, you know, booking all of her client correspondence and communicating with clients and, you know, really kind of doing all of that back work, like administrative work for her. Um, because what was happening is, you know, Jamie was newly an independent artist and she's doing all the things. Charlotte, her oldest daughter was super young at the time. So she's trying to manage like 
all these different things. You know, Sarah and I are now fast forward to today. Sarah and I are kind of in a similar situation where Jamie was back then, where we're both like, you know, new moms to like young little kiddos, little, little ladies that control our entire world. And, you know, it's, you basically are running around like a chicken with your head cut off all the time. So that's kind of the dynamic. Like she just like really needed help and any type of client correspondence that she was doing, she was either doing in the break room while like shoveling food down her face or like drinking a coffee, or she was doing it at home, which was taking away time from, um, you know, Nick and Charlotte at the time and her family. And it was just, it was just a lot. So I kind of came in and I think she, we originally had an agreement that I would work part-time for her. And then I, I think, and this is kind of like a running joke, I think within like a month or so, like I was full-time and it was just like, so mind-blowing to me that like the amount of work that she was doing that I took off her place accumulated to a full-time position where she was not only doing that, but she was also working full time back to back behind the chair, like building her social media presence, like all this stuff. And, you know, that's kind of the gist of how it happened, but in kind of going through that process with her and like really understanding, um, you know, it definitely was a very large learning curve, you know, Jamie, and I have completely different brains where I'm like spreadsheets, analytics and, and systems and policies and all these things. And, you know, Jamie's more creative and, you know, it really was like a learning curve to kind of, for us to kind of communicate and understand like how she wanted things to be done. And then me kind of translating those into a system systematize, systematic. I don't know if systematize is a word, but whatever. Um, a, you know, just like a routine way, I guess we'll say. So I found myself like very early on, which I'm sure most of you know that are listening, client communication is very um, repetitive, right? Like the system in which a client reaches out is very repetitive. They're going to reach out um, via th- maybe like three different platforms. So like social email or phone, and then you're kind of going to carry that client basically through the, the same process every single time. So it's very rep- It's very like repetitive. It's, it's very, it, it can easily be automated, I guess we'll say. Um, so what I was doing even early on like that, this was literally eight years ago, I was saving like email template drafts. So I was already kind of creating this like automated system, which was very manual, which is funny that I'm calling it automated, but I was like naturally doing this. I'm like, well, I'm going to say the same thing to the next client. So let me just save it as a template and kind of move on. So, you know, trial and error and here we are. And, you know, it's, it's wild. It's, it's wild to think that we're here and we've, you know, seen all the different ways in which you can communicate with a client and that we finally feel like we're in a space now where we've got this, you know, system down pat and we're using it daily. We're training others how to use it. We're hiring people in the salon to use this system. And now we're talking on a podcast about it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so 
So needless to say, hiring an assistant, whether this person is like remote or works with you in person every day, is definitely one option to creating like a client communication system that doesn't involve totally. like you as a stylist needing to take like any additional time to handle. Um, however, like hiring and delegating to a live, like real human being obviously comes with a price tag. Like yeah. she's, she's paying you to do this work. Of course, and price tag. I'll- and I would say a longer transition, right? Because you're not, like I said, or like Jamie and I like, and, and this is just for any two people, unless you're like identical twins. And even then I'm sure they have their own thought process and way of doing things. Like there is this transition period where you're kind of just like testing out the waters and like figuring out how, how you guys communicate and how you guys communicate differently and kind of creating a seamless fluid transition like for your guests and I will say um kudos to Jane I do think that her and I figured it out uh very quickly um but again we also had this like friendship dynamic prior to me her hiring me you know what I mean like we she was doing my hair we saw each other every day we worked in the same building so there was like this friendly banter so to speak where we kind of knew like what we were getting into versus like hiring somebody blind um so I I do think that that helped but yeah I I definitely think there's like a a longer transition so Mm -hmm. if you're in a space where you don't really have a lot of transition time maybe that's not a lot of transition time or a lot of like training or cash flow or like month like it is it's obviously more expensive to hire a live human being to do to be your personal assistant versus you know kind of creating a system so right and and I mean we've seen and talked to so many you know salon business owners and independent stylists at this point that we really understand that like not everyone at like the point that you're in in your career is really ready to be able to afford or delegate to someone else or even want like someone else to help with this. Like, so (laughs) this kind of leads me to um, that second option, which like you said, is really automating it. And and like you said, you had kind of your own automated system as a live person and you were kind of able to then take that into when Jamie moved into the salon world of being a salon owner and really figure out what that system would look like for an entire team and not just one person. So you played a large part in that. So what were some like reasons or like things that happened that you saw that really made you think, okay, we really need systems for like the pre-consultation or credit card captioning, cancellation policy. Like you really helped put all of those things in place because of, you know, certain things that you saw happening from, again, a totally different perspective than, maybe a stylist is because we don't have a hair background. It's kind of in a business background. It's kind of nice to be able to put the two together and say, Hey, like when I go to the doctor's office, like I have to do this, this, and this, like, why not as a client, should I not have to do this, this, and this in a hair salon? Right. Yeah. And that's, I, I think part of it is part of it. I will say is like my background, like you were just saying, you know, coming from, <clears throat> 
being, you know, having a degree in business where policy and system is literally the foundation of your degree and what you learn about, then, you know, very early on and like my, like right around 16, 17, I was working for a medical Um, like a radiology company. And I worked there for years all through college. And then I transitioned into the medical spa, which then kind of got me into, you know, working with Jamie in the beauty industry, but it was vastly different from like, think about it. You go get an x-ray, they're charging you. And that's what I was used to. And that was very normal for me. That was very normal behavior. That's just what you do. You sign 6 million forms, you give them your insurance card and you pay money. And, and no then, one second guesses it. And no one second guesses it. And then, you know, kind of fast forward into the beauty industry. It was like completely taboo. Like no one talked about it. It was like appalling that you're like asking these things of people. And that was like confusing for me at first. Um, I just think that it, these services like weren't taken as seriously as like someone who needs like some sort of like medical, you know, whatever. But I will say nothing, nothing hurts more. Like it's one thing for as an independent stylist to, you know, your client cancels or like a regular client of yours called you and says that they can't make it or whatever the case may be. And you kind of cut your losses and that is what it is. But it wasn't until you hire a team and their commission where you see that that directly affects their paycheck and you know you being an independent stylist like yeah it affects your paycheck but you also can come in early that day or stay later that day to like kind of accommodate them to make up that difference versus when you're a commission stylist you're completely at the mercy of the business in which you're working under and it, it was shocking to, to see how heavily commission stylists rely on this flow, this client flow and to have a client, you know, cancel last minute or, you know, obviously there's exceptions to every rule that's put in place, but to see this happen continuously and to see it affect directly affect payroll in that way, that was like such an eye-opening thing to kind of to just kind of overview and to see which is what kind of how like the credit card capturing and you know cancellation policy and no show rescheduling policy kind of how all of that came into fruition and you know Jamie was doing something loosely similar and we were implementing something similar when her and I were working together but again it carried a lot more weight when you're doing it to protect somebody else. And the pre-consultation screening is kind of like the bookend to the cancellation policy where the pre-consultation screening, that was more so because, you know, we're in a world of like creative, creative color and this transformative color and Pinterest and Instagram and all these highly filtered photos that these clients are coming in with. And they're like, I want this, but in order to get that, that's going to take five sessions and an extreme amount of dollars. And if that's not communicated effectively, it's now, it's now going to affect that appointment. It's going to affect how they feel about your salon. And Sarah, and I always say this in almost every you know, salon consulting program that we do with a salon owner is someone is never going to say, I went to see Sarah and I didn't like the way that Sarah did my hair. 
or I don't, I, I don't like, you know, Sarah's communication around this. They're never going to say that. They're never going to pinpoint the stylist. They are always going to say, I went to X salon and I didn't like my hair or I went to X salon and I didn't like my experience. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're generalizing the salon as a whole. And that's kind of where creating these systems of the pre-consultation screening, making sure that every single client is communicated in the exact same way is creating this insurance policy. So when the client comes back and says, may or may not say, you know, I didn't like my experience or I, I didn't get, you know, I wish my hair was lighter, you know, all the things you kind of have something to fall back on. Whereas before, with not having those things, you're kind of just at the mercy of what the client said, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Or what the client thought that they were receiving, which was never actually realistic. Right. There's right, so right. many scenarios, but. Right. Right. Because we all know that unless you are, unless you do hair and understand it fully, the complexity of it is just so still wild to me like as somebody who doesn't do hair like I have no idea what I need and want really when I come in I might have a picture or an idea in mind but that does not mean that I'm gonna walk out with one appointment with what I want (laughs) right so that's just as a client it's really not your job to like need to know what you want you just know I want this picture and it's up to a professional that you trust to say well Ashley you can't have that, or you can't have that because, or you can't have that right now, or that may not look good on you because, you know, there's so many different things and it's really putting you in the driver's seat as the professional to kind of steer your client in Mm -hmm. the way that they, where they should be or where you can get realistically get them. Right, right. Well, this kind of is why, I mean, one of the biggest reasons why we came up with this automated system, um, because this system really does take a new client inquiry all the way from, you know, inquiring via DM all the way through a pre-consultation, getting their credit card captioning, um, policy communication, and then booking without the stylist or business owner actually needing to physically like go back and forth a million times with them all while still like keeping the ball in your court. Cause again, your clients don't necessarily know what they need, nor like Ashley said, nor should they. Um, so, which I think is one of the biggest hesitations. I feel like a lot of business owners have, um, they feel like if they, like use some type of automated system that they're like going to be putting too much um, control in like a client's hands or their client experience might not feel the same way when in reality there is a way um, that you can make it feel like it is coming from you that that it's still your brand without you actually having to take the time to do it. Um, And so I think that you were able to implement that in a really great way in the salon where again, it's a commission salon. So we do have front desk staff, um, but they're able to kind of simplify the process as much as possible along with, you know, being there for assistance. But if you don't have that, you're still able to use this exact same system in a completely automated way where 
you might might need to be a part of like one small part of the process. Um, and so with that said, we are launching a new course this month that really does walk you through how to create every single piece of this automated system from, you know, DM, text and email scripts to, you know, seeing um, how to create a pre-consultation form and, and capturing your client's e information legally. So we really kind of walk you through the entire thing. And again, that will be launching um, by the end of this month in August. And so obviously if you have any questions ever, um, our whole team is available to chat in our Facebook groups. You can always email us at support at saltsocietyeducation.com. If you have any questions, um, Ashley and I like really get lit up about all, all of these things and anything business or marketing related. Um, so we're always here to, you know, help support our community in any way possible. But thanks so much, Ash, for joining me and kind of explaining your <laughs> trajectory through um, salt. And um, yeah, so we hope to all talk to you soon. And thanks for joining us today in the Hair Goals podcast. We'll see you later. See ya. Mm -hmm.